Hi, it's Lisa Hawkins with Christian Warrior Woman. Welcome to today's podcast. And a little bit about myself. I'm an ordained minister, a wife, a mom of three sons. I've worked in corporate America for top um, companies and senior roles for over 20 years. And I'm also, thank God, and my first book, a best-selling author, and the book's called surprise, Christian Warrior Woman, a guide to taking back your faith, family, and future. So welcome today. I am grateful for you and appreciate you. And what is today's podcast about? Well, it's interesting that I really pray and ask the Lord to like give me ideas of what to talk about and what to share with you that'll help you grow and help you achieve an elevated level in life. And today, the Lord wants me in our continued effort in building your confidence and in in building the joy and really understanding how God wants to use you is the Lord wants me to talk about the subject of gratitude. So I hope you are in your private space. You've got your journal, you've got your Bible, and you won't be interrupted for the next 20 to 30 minutes. So I appreciate you. So let's start. What does the word even grateful mean? And is it different from thankful? It is, but we use it in our culture today in, a, in an interchangeable manner. So we're not going to get caught up in the two differences in this particular podcast, but we are going to talk about how there are eight ways that you can use gratitude to bring you more relationships, possibly even more money, and bring you ultimately closer to the goals that you are setting. And you're going to be like, wow, Lisa, that's a that's a tall um, order to um, accomplish today. But what I'm going to share with you today, I want you to implement as a lifestyle change for yourself. And many times we think that, well, we don't feel good. And sometimes we have to put ourselves in a position to feel better or to be grateful about where we are. So I'm going to first start. With let's define grateful. So according to Webster, it is the feeling or expressing gratitude. For example, she was grateful for her neighbor's help after she broke her foot. Synonyms of grateful, appreciative, appreciatory, glad, obliged, thankful. So when we think about giving pleasure or contentment to the mind or senses, I'm glad for the grateful warmth of the fire on such a cold day. So other synonyms, agreeable, blessed, um, delectable, delicious, you get the, the picture. So let's talk about the eight different ways that you can learn how to practice being grateful. I'm sure, unlike myself, all of you are very high in showing gratitude and engaging gratitude. So maybe this is only eight steps for Lisa, but I want to show you that I think 
you might be able to glean um, some changes that you might want to make in your life. We all have struggles. We all have things we're working through. And being grateful wherever you are in your circumstances is an opportunity to change. So let's start with the first one. And the first lesson I have here in step one of eight is learn to appreciate what you do have. You know, a lot and many times I'm we can be picky about um, what we want to appreciate. And sometimes some of the very simple things going on in our lives, we need to be grateful for being grateful for the big things, a house, a car. But you know what? Being grateful that you have running water and you have electricity or that your children are healthy. Sometimes we get caught up in the things we want to buy and the things we want to do. And to be honest, having a, having sanity, having a sane mind, have, being in good health is something to be grateful for. So it doesn't, you know, have to be the big things, but it's the habit of being grateful starts with appreciating every good thing in life. And recognizing that there is nothing too small for you to be thankful for. I want to share an example of a story that happened to me today. And if you're, um, you might have received a text if any of you are in my kind of text group. But um, I work in animal health and I had a dog that came in today. And for 12 years, this dog, no one could do his nails. He had, this was an Australian shepherd. Hair must have been out probably 10 inches, but it was all just matted up underneath his pads. He hadn't been walking on his own feet for probably for years. His nails were curled and just, he could barely walk. He was 12 years old and what so so you don't go to the owner to saying bad owner um the the client her father passed away and this was her father's dog and this was the her inheritance from her dad i didn't know this at the time until she came to pick up so i asked have they been to a veterinarian before and they stated that um, they had, but they would have to put the dog under according to what the father had told them. And he didn't want to put the the dog under to get the nails done. Well, the dog, you could tell the joints, everything is now out of whack because this dog has been walking on its nails and on this with that on and not on his feet for years. So I told her I would do my best. And to make this story short, when they walked out, I prayed. And I prayed over the business. I prayed that God would give me the power and the knowledge and that this dog would allow me, considering he had fought other people for 12 years and it never happened. And so we got the dog on the table and the dog started um, squirming. And just out of nowhere, I just, um, the Lord just allowed me to take one of the back feet and it was literally like just think about a huge wad of gum and hair all mangled in the pad of this dog's foot and I got the first foot with the dog tossing and kind of fighting and 
the person helping me had a bad arm, so they only could help with one hand. So this was interesting. So after I got the one foot down, what I didn't realize, the dog, I went to the second foot and the dog had gotten tired. He's a little older, so you can only fight for so long. But I think with God allowing the animal to know that when his foot, this first foot that I shaved the bottom down, got down on the ground, he must have felt it and realized, wait a minute, I think I feel my foot. And long story short, I was able to do the nails on this dog that were, oh gosh, three inches long, um, the hair underneath the pads, and got the dog's hair cut and done and all that good stuff. And when the owners came back, they were literally in tears at number one. And that was when they explained that it was a father's dog and, and he had died and they didn't know what to do. And they knew the dog was a mess. And so here they had a gift from their father that the Lord allowed me to be a part of their healing process. And so here the dog was happy. He was now walking up and down. She said the dog had been laying around and barely moving. And she thought, like I did, that maybe he's in mourning of the loss of his owner. But the thing that stole my heart and I had to like brace myself for 10 minutes because of tears of joy was there. She was either three or four year old daughter was there. And she came to me with open arms and she was thankful. And she said to me, thank you for making, his name was Oreo. And you, well, and if you, if you're on Facebook and doggy bathhouse, you can see a picture of him. But he, she came and said, thank you for making Oreo a baby again. Because now she saw how cute he was. She said, I could walk with him and I could play with him. And the dog was moving and wasn't lethargic. And to see this little baby, this little girl with her arms reaching out to me. And they had never met me before. They brought the dog. And I just hugged the little girl. And I saw the mom was wiping tears away. And I was trying to keep my eyes dried. And they could see how happy the dog was. That dog came back to me and said goodbye and was sweet and kissing. And it was almost, you could feel the spirit of one, especially when she explained it was a father's dog and he just died. It was such a special moment that the only thing I could say was I was grateful to be a part of something as you might think it's simple, but for this family, this was huge. They now know that they could keep their father's dog and they could keep him in good health um, for however number of years he has to live. And so it was kind of their having a piece of their dad back, if you can um, get that. But I was grateful that God allowed me to be used to bring a family uh, a sense of a small piece of a joy in a sad and um, situation of their loss that they I could see that everyone's face they were like shocked to see him and it was such a special gift so I'm grateful 
And that's what I mean. We talk about there's things that happen in our lives that we're a part of that we can be grateful for. We don't always have to be grateful for we got a promotion or something big. And I truly, after they left, I, you know, allowed myself to just take in the moment and thank God for allowing me to be part of that. So let's be grateful in the small and the big things, because you never know what you might consider small might change a person's whole perspective. I just thought that the father, you know, they got the dog from someone who didn't take care of the dog, had no idea that there was an actually loss of a a family member. So let's, um, that's one. Two, let's find the lesson in our life challenges. Because in every situation you're in, good or bad, there is there's an area that we can learn from. So gratitude is not only about, you know, being thankful when things are good. We're all like that. Even non-believers do that, right? But in fact, even when negative or difficult situations happen, we need to be grateful for, and I'll use an excuse, I'll use an example rather. I remember when I was single and my prayer to the Lord was that if I was engaged in dating or um, someone, a gentleman was trying to get to know me and he did not have um, the right perspective or the right intentions toward me that were good, that the Lord wouldn't allow me to get too far into the relationship before finding out. And I will tell you when I said that prayer and made that prayer in my earnesty that the Lord, it would literally be first cup of coffee or the first night at dinner, I would know. I, I, he didn't allow me to get too far into the relationship for me to know what the truth is. And so I was grateful for that. You could be grateful that, you know, maybe you were going to, you could possibly look back in your life and think about guys that you were involved with but didn't marry and be grateful that God, thank you that I didn't marry that person. Or maybe take a job. Maybe you were thinking about switching jobs and you found out the job you were going to switch to, the company shut down. And you're grateful that you didn't make that move because you might have been getting a package in and unemployed. So find the, the lessons in the, some of the hardships of, you know, of what your challenges are. Maybe you didn't go to college and you're finding getting ahead is you know, more of a challenge than you thought it would be. And so now you're taking classes or now you found a mentor or now you're finding that you can do the work that folks with degrees have and you can maybe do it better. So maybe now you're going to take some courses at night so that you can move ahead and grateful that God has given you the talent and the skills to be able to do things that you notice others find challenging. Okay, so let's find the lesson in difficult situations.
So the third one, let's practice renewing our minds daily. The word says that, but do we actually do it? And during this time of renewing our mind, we can literally sit down daily and think through. And this is a, a great way to start your morning. Start your morning in before your prayer or after your prayer. And just, you know, I think it's a great way to in ending your prayer to just start being grateful. I'm grateful, God, for my health. I'm grateful, God, for my job. I'm grateful, God, for my children. I'm grateful for my marriage. I'm grateful for financial favor. Whatever it is, find that five to ten things that you could sit there and before you start your day, start it with what you are grateful for in your life. I will tell you that it will humble you somewhat, but it'll make you understand what's important on a daily basis and what we are grateful for God for. So the trick is you need to picture it like when you're saying it, think of it in your mind. Think of the good, the good things that you were saying. Put that picture in your mind because what we want to do it takes 60, like 90 days of doing something consistently to really transform our thinking, transform our mind. And it is very difficult to think negative when you are practicing gratefulness, when you are doing it on a regular basis. And you might find in your current situation that you're in some deep trials. So you may need to do it more than once, especially in the morning when you when you are starting out your day. And you may find that you need to do it, whether it's after lunch, that you may need to get in that space again in the middle of the day. You could do it in the evening, but trust me, the middle of the day um, at work and around people is when you need grace and you need to keep your mind in a positive way because you're at the workplace trying to be promoted and trying to get along with others and in sometimes challenging situations. So let's practice renewing our mind and the best way to start learning how to renew your mind is to start talking about what you're grateful for what you're grateful for. Start listing what you're hopeful for. And you will start notice what you're speaking is going to manifest. Because you're not only you're speaking it from your mouth. And in the beginning, you may not believe it, you may not feel it. But what you practice, and what you discipline yourself to do, you will see your mind, you'll start talking different and speaking different. Okay, So that is the practicing renewing your mind daily. The fourth is keeping a gratitude journal. And, you know, I talk all the time about do you have your journal? And one of the things you can do while you're doing this in the morning is write down those five to ten things. You don't have to do a long sentence. Just put the nuggets down. Because what I will tell you in 30 days and 90 days from now, when you start seeing what you're grateful for, you're going to start seeing a pattern of a testimony. 
wow, I started being grateful for this and this. And then I and then it shifted to this and this. And then you could sit back, whether it's six months, whether it's a year later, and you will see the things that you were grateful and thankful for on how they'll multiply. I promise you, if you just practice what you're thinking and your mouth, how it's leading you, you will see the manifestation. You can use scriptures in the area of gratitude. And I want to share one with you real quick. And it is... Hebrews 12, 28. And I'm going to use the ESV version. Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And thus, let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe. Okay. There are other scriptures, Psalms 103 to 4. Um, know that the Lord, he is God. And that's an awesome one that you can use as well. So in your gratitude journal, you may want to choose a scripture that really speaks to your heart about that. But let's make it simple, stupid. Just, you know, definitely get the nuggets down and give yourself that place of meditation. If you want to think of what's a way to, to meditate and be positive about my life and where my life is going, whether things are good or whether you have challenges. Meditating on what you're grateful for works in any of those situations. Okay, so we're going to go on to number five. Number five is if you're not serving or volunteering in something that you truly believe in, if, if you're struggling with um a challenge or a problem, I will tell you my my life experience has been when I start serving others, somehow my problem disappears. Somehow my problem is not as important and life-changing as I thought it was. And I begin to be grateful because I see what serious concerns there really are out there with parents in search of their children or, you know, folks lost in sex trafficking or drugs or addictions. And I'm sitting here upset about not going on a vacation. I'm just making this up on a vacation or some luxury cruise. And there are people out there struggling in in real things. I'm just using that as something frivolous that we may be upset about not being a keeper with the Joneses, but there are people that have serious struggles. And when we serve or volunteer, when I served at the youth detention center or the women's prisons, and I see the things these women and youth have been through, it makes my struggle seem like I should slap myself, okay, for even worrying about some of the things I'm worrying about. So get out of your own head and get out and serve and be a leader be inspire other people to to the good things that are out there in life that you've achieved. And believe it or not, there are many people who would look up to you, whether you know it or not. There are people out there waiting to be inspired by you. So volunteer and serve. The next one is six. 
Speak your gratitude. You know, you might say, well, okay, I'm speaking in my prayer to God, but I call speaking gratitude can be testimonials. Do you share um, your good news or things you're grateful for with other people? I will tell you when you are sharing things you're grateful for, people hear your testimony and they see your joy and they see how excited you are. And it makes them think about what they want to be excited about. Also, when I say speak your gratitude, I'm talking to when someone is doing something that you could tell them, I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful that you did that for me. Speak it not only in what you are doing, but speak it in what people are doing. Maybe it's simply holding the door for you. Maybe it's helping you at the job. But what I would tell you is, you know, making a phone call and telling someone that you're grateful to have them in your life, calling a grandparent or a mentor or or a pastor or someone who has impacted your life. Imagine what you will do, how, how you will make that person's day by calling and saying, I'm grateful to you. I'm grateful to you that you are my pastor and my leader. I'm grateful that you're my older sister who has been there and has guided me and I've shared my secrets with whoever it is. Start sharing with individuals that about your gratefulness. Why? So let me tell you about um, why it's good to speak out your gratefulness because keeping gratitude to yourself. Okay, that's nice. But you can increase your feelings of gratitude by expressing it to other people. And when you express it to other people, what's created? Happiness. Now you have two people, two people together that are experiencing happiness. Oh, sorry about my dogs barking. I've got to keep them out the room. They're getting too happy right now themselves. But when there's two of you, there's the opportunity to create happiness. Because when you tell someone that you're grateful, what are they going to do? They're going to smile. What are you going to do? You're going to smile. And so being grateful about and being appreciative about someone and sharing it with them has a rebound effect, okay? And I've hinted at the um, at the next one. And also, just a quick note that I had here to remember on my speaking it out, you have social media. You know, one exercise that you can choose to do is picking a person maybe once a week. I won't tell you once a day. <laughs> Maybe once a week or even if it's once a month, picking someone that maybe influences you in a positive way online or in texting or on Twitter, whichever form it may be, and just sending a note and saying, you know what, I'm grateful for your kind words. I'm grateful for your wisdom. I'm grateful that you take the time out of your day to share life lessons with me. You can do that on social media as well. So that still has the rebound effect. So we're now going on to number seven. 
And number seven is kind of goes back to um, how you and, you know, when you face when you it, it relates to six. And so when we're sharing what we're grateful for. Right. When we're great and have gratitude, we're infusing ourselves with what? Happiness. Right. And happiness engages our brain. And when we're happy, we smile. And when we smile, I feel like I'm about to do a commercial. The whole world smiles with me. No, I'm not going to say that. But there is some truth to that. When you infuse yourself with happiness because you're grateful and you're putting on a face that's true, that's authentic, and I'm not talking about you doing this in a fake manner. You're doing it through authenticity of things you're grateful about and things you're grateful for. That, that happiness starts to fill those, that place in your heart and in your soul of where it's been dark. Light starts to infuse within you and you start smiling and you will be shocked how you won't even notice your demeanor and your physical mannerisms will change. A person who is smiling, you never notice their head is down and they're dragging themselves and their shoulders are rolled over. When a person's happy, their head is high, their eyes are bright, their mouth is wide and their shoulders are back. And what we want to do is when we have this gratitude, we want to allow it to take over our physical demeanor. So, and when that happens, we know our brain is engaged along with our physical body in gratitude and in happiness. And as Christian believers, being grateful and having a a list of when we tell God what we're grateful for, I promise you, it comes back and it comes back because now you don't look at the world as Oh, what's going to hit me today? No, you look at it as I'm going to conquer today. I'm going to be challenged this day. And I'm going to find my lessons in everything that I experienced today. And our last one, number eight. A positive person, a grateful It doesn't mean a fake positive, but a positive person who's grateful and understands their bearing and ground is an attractive person. You can read any study you want. A person who was thankful, who was grateful, and takes life um, by the reins with the good and the bad, but rides it through, is attractive to everybody, to uh, the opposite sex, to females for relationships, because people are going to want to know, what is that joy that you have? What is that, no matter what the circumstance, you find uh, the, the royal lining within it? That's God within you. You see, when we have gratitude, we allow the light of the Lord to truly come out. We don't give in to the fleshly desires, the emotions, the feelings. 
uh, in the front all the time, that every time something happens, when you see the news, everything that sh- that is that hits you doesn't infiltrate you. You see, we live in a world where we're getting bad news, good news, crazy news all day long. But when you let it in, when you don't have your shield of faith, of when you don't have that, you know what? God has a plan for me and I am grateful for where I'm planted and I'm not going to let the noise of the world change the plans God has for me. We have to filter what we allow to steal our time, to steal our place of peace. Hey, I had to stop watching certain news because it was taking me to a place I didn't want to go to. I didn't want to be depressed. I didn't want to be down. It doesn't mean I don't want to be aware of the news, but there can be overdrive when we have news available on any channel. You know, it seems like 24-7. Whether we're online, I get hit with headlines and, and stuff like that on my phone. Then guess what I needed to do? I needed to change it. I need to block a certain amount of time for me to hear the news and the rest I need to take a rest and fill it with positivity. You can't fill yourself with a lot of negative and and the life life is going downhill and think you're going to feel grateful and feel good. So, the good news is those are the 8 steps. I want you to practice. You may not be able to do all of them, but start one at a time. But the main one is just start if you can do one of them. Practice renewing your mind daily and doing the gratitude journal and starting your day there, meditating on that. If you can do anything, please try that. And I promise you, you will start seeing your circumstances not seem as strenuous as you think they are. So I pray God's strength for you today. And I pray that you attract prosperity, you attract health, wealth, and great people, but most of all, that your faith is increased and you trust God more and more each day. Until tomorrow, God bless.